Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast, this time at the Shack in, on Folsom Boulevard in Sacramento, California, along with Boston Steve and Dan Scott, the co-founder of Sacramento Beer Week. We are at the Shack, and tell us why exactly, Dan, that you've been coming here and give us just a brief history lesson about the place. Well, it's one of Sacramento's older and uh, premier craft beer and food bars, uh, been coming here for about 15 years, which is how long it's been specializing in local craft beer as well as Belgians around the world. Uh, great history tip about this place. This is where California governor had his first beer when prohibition was lifted. And Boston Steve, how did you find this place? Oh my goodness. I've lived in Sacramento for 12 years. I relocated from Boston, hence my name, Boston Steve. And I've driven by this place on Folsom Boulevard for a long time. And it said the sub shack or something like that. And they said they had a big sign out there, 100 plus beers. And so I said, that's the place I want to go. I want to try all these craft beers. And um, some of them, when, when I first came here, they were all stouts. I, I only recently got into um, IPAs and Stouts is my home territory, basically. And now we have 106 because we have brought six of our own into this fine establishment and we are going to try the, Dan, the Corova. Uh, the uh, Corova Sweet Stout from Bravery Brewing, Lancaster, California. Alcohol content. This is a 5.3. We're starting off easy, but I have a feeling it's going to get a little stronger. I, Thank I, you, I, Dan, because I think you poured me a little more than I needed for a taste. So the uh, the front of the label is uh, black and white cow with uh, yellow accents, beads, etc. Corova in yellow, and this is one in a series from Bravery Brewing. I have another one in my refrigerator at home, which I have also not uh, tested. Um, the label does not promise a whole heck of a lot so it's kind of difficult to tell what we can expect from it besides what Dan already said so the sweet stout with lactose so I can taste the lactose there that with the cows on the front you got to expect that I think that's a good call I hadn't put those two together but you're a smart man uh, it's uh, it's sweet there's no aftertaste it's light Aftertaste is starting to appear. Dan has a puzzled look on his face. Steve? I think it tastes delicious. Um, thank goodness it's what, what do you say, 5.2 or something? 5.3, yeah. yeah. if this was any stronger, I would be gulping it a little more than I should be, probably. <laughs> it's very tasty. All right, the rating system is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat as in would not feed it to said animal. So on the rating system, what would you give it? Drinkability, enjoyability, taste. I think the enjoyability and taste put this, um, I, I, I don't remember the, 
the words you use, but I, I consider it like five stars. You know, the one to five stars, I'd put this uh, a solid three and a half stars, if that makes sense. So somewhere between uh, a good? Oh, yeah, good? very good. More than good, yeah. Good. So good, than, good to very good. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Dan? This is a really nice example of this style of beer. It's got great roastiness, just a little bit of sweetness, very drinkable. Very tasty. Um, I'm I'm very good to very good plus on this. This is this is a nice beer. Uh, I'm getting a little fruitiness from it, which um, I kind of wonder about. Um, but it's smooth. It's light. It's drinkable. The alcohol content is not off-putting, and the finish is pretty good. Um, it's got I a great name. It's got a great name. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, yeah you you deciphered the name. Yeah, so it's a Corova Milk Stout, and that comes from the Corova Milk Bar of uh, Clockwork Orange, which was oh, a uh, which was a, which was a comedy, as I recall. Yes, yes. hilarious. <laughs> All right, your your uh, your ranking. Uh, I'll go very good on this. All right, I like it. It's it's pretty good. I the the taste is a little funky to me. And a little extra, a little fruitier than I probably, I don't know, a little fruitier than I normally might enjoy. But it's it's still pretty good. So I'd say good to very good. There's certainly nothing wrong with it. Nothing to keep me from having two. So I think that takes us to good I to very good. There's many hats. It's got like the um, the the um, the the milk stout thing. It's got a the regular dark stout like smokes t thing yeah, and it has yeah. yeah the roastiness and it also has um another one i don't know how to describe right now but it, it's it's got a three distinct flavors that i love in a stout in one beer all right fantastic so next up is guinness guinness stout aged in bullet bourbon barrels this is no ordinary guinness because this is a 10% ABV Guinness. And it has orange on the label. And it's orange on the label. That tells you just about everything you'd ever want to know. Something amiss of this Guinness. All right. What are bullet barrels? Is that when Bonnie and Clyde or someone in Prohibition, the, the barrels they were aged in had bullet holes in them? Exactly. I'm sure that is. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure that's why one of my nicknames is Bullet Bob Moffat is because um, I had several bullet holes in me at one time. That's actually not true at all. But all right. So yeah, this is uh, Guinness has put out a couple of different uh, brews in the last 12 months. One, uh, the Antwerp, which we already tested. Um, there's this. There's the base, the very base Guinness, and then there's the Guinness Extra Draft. So there's several versions that they're out there floating about instead of just the regular Guinness extra draft that you normally find. So let's see what we think about this one. So this is uh, aged in uh, bourbon barrels, is the bullet part. And there's no doubt about that on the first, oh, oh, first taste. Oh, yeah. I haven't even tasted it yet. Yeah, I can smell the yeah, bourbon. Yeah, just, just the bourbon on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, the aftertaste is good. You, there's, it delivers what it promises. It says there's going to be bourbon. I'm going to take one more just for fun. Thank goodness, I love bourbon. Because this is a delight. This is good. This is good. I, I'm actually kind of surprised by how good it is. Not that Guinness is lower quality, but it's not 
I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, you've got, like, craft beer, and they're, like, specialized, and, like, you kind of think of, like, Guinness is, like, mass-produced, I think, at this point. But this is something different. This is something new that I think they're branching out, and I like it. It's, um, I, you know, I, there's a little funk at the end, but all told, I gotta, I'd say it's very good. It's got, it's, it's kind of one note. It's, but it says, you know, it says it's, says it's bourbon and you get bourbon and I'm not sure what else I'm expecting. Am I am I over should I be expecting more? You know, bourbon barrel aged beers frequently you'll have some layers to them and you're right on the nose I think with the one noteness cuz you got a lot of bourbon and then it just finishes super clean. Like I'm not getting a lot of stout out of this beer. It's definitely there, but it's um yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the bourbon is the dominant flavor on this one. Might be a little, might be a little vanilla, maybe. I don't. But there's kind of get a little roastiness. There's maybe a little acidity on the the third or fourth take. Um, yeah, the I after. I think I hear you on that vanilla. Yeah, I think I taste a bit of vanilla in this one too. Yeah, that's a wild speculation and a guess. I have no idea. Yeah, well, vanilla is um, a hallmark of a bourbon barrel aged beer. That's one of the primary flavors that you're probably going to impart into the beer. So, yeah, here. I, a thousand. Drinkable, pretty enjoyable, good yeah. taste. It's it's definitely good to very good. Considering what else we're up against today, I, I may revise later, but that's what I'm sticking with. So again, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat, Boston Steve. I would say um, very good. Dan? I'm going to give it a good. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with a bourbon barrel aged beer. There's quite a few that do turn into cats. Like you could take a perfectly good beer, put it in a barrel and ruin it. You don't know what you're doing. Um, this is definitely, uh, you know, made by people who know what they're doing. <laughs> that would not be me trying to open this with one hand. But well, while, you know. while you're opening this one, we'll go to the next one. Acoustic Ales. It has a animal of some sort. Is that a, it could be a rat. It could be a, yeah. what is that thing? I think it's a bearded rat. Oh, it's a Kopi Luwak. Excuse me? So this is made with the, um, the the famed, very expensive coffee that is eaten by a, a rodent from Indonesia, I believe. You're talking and then about it coffee? poops out the coffee and creates one of the most expensive coffees on earth. So this is a coffee stout made with the with that particular coffee. If you've well, never heard of that, <laughs> I do know what he's talking about. <laughs> The look of disgust on my face <laughs> should be registered. Most expensive uh, coffee on earth by far is when it came out through a rodent's um, digestive system. Exactly. Something, exactly. something happens with the beans where they're just much danker or whatever than other beans. What in the <laughs> hell are we, uh, really? Yeah. Good lord. All right. 12.5% by volume, which it should be like 80% since it came out of a rat's hindquarters. Oh, my God. Unplugged. I don't even... Yeah, this is disturbing on so many levels. So there's a rat 
with a guitar. Great. That makes me feel better. It's got a guitar. It's a awesome. mus musical Great. rat. Great. It's a musical rat pooping coffee dream beans in San Diego. California cash refund. Is that for the bottle or is that because you're drinking something that came out of a rat's? Okay. Yes. Um, what? I, okay. Let's, all right, let's do it. Uh, it's got Please a. Don't it's don't fill my glass up too much. I just want to taste. We've got a uh, a blue wax. I might just smell it and decide not to taste it. I don't know. I, I yeah. Well, you know, it's gone through. Oh wow, it actually smells pretty good. It doesn't smell like a rat's ass at all. <laughs> what? What's that floating in the top? All right. <laughs> It smells like coffee, man. It it does. I haven't tasted it yet. I'm 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 working up to that. All right. So from the name of this, I'm also gathering that it's aged in Jim Beam barrels, because it's the Imperial Coffee Unplugged Beam Coffee Luwak Chocolate Oatmeal Stout. The label is not as big as it sounds. This is a bomber. How many ounces is it? There's a lot of stuff in there besides what came out of a rat's hindquarters. All right. What do you want for breakfast? Oatmeal. What were all those other things in? Chocolate. Jim Beam. Something that shot out of a rat's, you know where. Coffee. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what we're going to call this episode. I did not pick these stouts. You did not, and that, that's that's all me. And um, yeah, I had no idea, but thankfully we've got Dan Scott here to translate. All right. The truth is, it tastes really good. I think so. I think this is a this, this is, is a, a mighty really fine beer. One. Yeah. And for what is it, twelve and a half or eleven and a half? Twelve. Twelve point yeah. five. It does not taste like a twelve and a half beer. It's a uh, that's a dangerous beer if you're breaking into this later in the evening and you aren't careful. Uh, you know, this I'm, is I'm the breakfast of champions when you're on vacation and you don't have to get it behind the wheel and go anywhere. All right, so I'm getting the coffee. I'm not really getting any of the oatmeal. I'm guessing that was more for body than for just about anything. Um, the alcohol component, I'm definitely getting. It's a little. A little tangy, I guess, a little bitter, and I'm not, I don't even want to know why, but... You taste um, in the tang. Yeah, I really wish you hadn't told me. I should I should have <laughs> drunk it before and then figured, because right now my mind's working at like warp speed. I'm like, how, what am I drinking? Um, your thoughts? Yeah. You know, um, it's a bit like the Guinness where it's feeling kind of one-dimensional. It's, it's dominated by the bourbon. Um, you definitely have the coffee and some stout coming up afterwards but yeah this is this is just a boozy beer it's um i like it and yeah this would be a great breakfast beer yeah i think so rats rats for breakfast all right yeah. excellent very good good fair poor cat or in this case rat <laughs> if i were gonna drink that type of coffee for breakfast i'd want it to be pretty strong so the alcohol would kill anything that i don't really want to know about all right so what are you gonna give it i'm gonna um i'm gonna give it a four plus stars that i would, actually that would like it good, a lot good to fair you're good to good to very good 
Now, excellence is five, right? Excellent would be six. It's a six-point rating system. Okay. Um, I would, I would, I would, uh, I'm, I'm losing counts here. Um, I would give it an extra, a very good plus. Very good. All right, very good to excellent? Yeah. Very good, or very good. Is excellent the top notch? Excellent is the top notch. Okay, the um, one and a half below is top notch. All right, we're gonna go good to very good. Sound good? Yeah. Excellent. All right, Boston Steve is weighed in. Sacramento Scott, your your thoughts? I'm gonna give this guy a good. Um, I think that if I was cracking this uh, on a camping trip first thing in the morning next to a fire, it would definitely situationally be boosted up to a very good. But right now, I'm giving that a good, and that's good enough. I I agree. I'm not. I'm not altogether crazy about the taste. It's got a little too much booze. I think the the Guinness was probably a little smoother um, in that regard. So I I'd say good to very good. I mean, it delivers it delivers what it promises. I think um, it's coffee and it's coffee and, and booze. Um, it so does, it does. And, and how many times are you going to say I tasted those type of coffee beans, the most expensive in the world? Well, I know how many times it's going to happen. I know. Bob Muppet, one time for you. That's right. All right. Number four is Clown Shoes. Clown Shoes. Uh, perhaps You're from Massachusetts, like me. Fantastic. Uh, that's the Blackhorn Unidragon. That's right. Um, so oh, we have this a, is one I'm familiar with. All right. So we have uh, a yeah, it's a dragon slash unicorn on the front, turning majestically with its wings. Um, it's uh, sitting on top of a mountain, perhaps. Looks like it has a long tail. Um, let's see if there's anything about the beer on the back. That always helps to try to figure out a little bit what you're going to get. What should we call our Russian Imperial Stout? Black Unicorn? Soul Dragon? Nah. Let's combine them and create the ultimate mythical creature. Blakehorn Unidragon. Now I appreciate this. You know why? Because the last two soccer teams I've coached have been the Lightning Tigers and the Lightning Cheetah Pack. So I appreciate combining <laughs> good name suggestions into one. Imbued with a monstrous amount of dark malt and aggressive hops, Blakehorn Unidrags is a rich and complex brew designed to improve with age. And we have an alcohol content on this of... 12 and a half, I think? It was... Oh, this is 11 and a half. 11 and a half. We sort of went up and then we went back down. That's okay. All right, let's pour some of this. All right. It is indeed quite dark. <laughs> that beer is... My glass is different than you guys, so I think I'm sometimes getting a little more than I need. But luckily we have that pitcher to dump, the, dump it out after tasting. Now, I met this guy who is a representative of uh, Clown Shoes, and uh, I haven't seen him in a few years. Can I give a shout-out to him if he's out there listening? Absolutely. Filthy Phil, this is Boston Steve. I miss you. Come back to Sacramento soon. I know you're based in San Diego, but yeah, we miss you. Come on up. And that's a long distance. A long distance dedication. dedication. From Boston Steve to Filtic Phil. That a little dog named Snuggles. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's try it. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's dark. God, this nose. <laughs> I just want to smell this beer for a while. This oh, is it smells big. awesome. It does. 
I, I, I would get buy candles that have this scent in my room. You'd get some for sure. Hell yeah. All right, well, when Filtic Phil, is it Filtic? Filthy. Filthy Phil. He calls himself that. He signs posters on that way. He chose that nickname. Do you know him there, Diane? I know. All right. Um, I'm getting hops right off the get-go. Shaking of the head wow. from Dan's guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Def- so, first of all, Clown Shoes is one of those breweries that is out there. They make weird beer. They put weird labels on it. They give it weird names. They're creative. They're hilarious sometimes. They're dirty. Um, so, yeah, this is an example of just in a big, aggressive Russian Imperial Stout. We got hops, we got roasted malt, we got a lot of booze. They are not messing around. Steve? This tastes so good, I'm like, I'm, I'm just in the zone there. I'm, I'm kind of missing filthy fill, but man, this is delicious. If, if, you, if you tell me, if you can take any one of the leftovers of these six beers, and I haven't even tried the other two, uh, I would probably choose this one. This is absolutely delicious. All right. How well, have you liked it? Have you tried it yet? I, I have tried it, and I, I'm not a huge fan of hops. That said, if you're going to do hops, this is not a bad way to do them. They've, you get the kind of the hops essence, but you don't get the total hideous hops aftertaste. And it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, you know, this is going to be one of those where... Like, I, I'm not crazy about it, but it delivers what it promises, and I respect the hell out of that. And so, and we, we give extra marks for that. And so now when that happens, now I, I kind of do the soft shoe politician thing, and I give the, okay, for me, I give it a, a good. But for people who like hops in their stouts, this is probably going to be a very good. I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that now. So I'm... I'm just not crazy about the taste, but then I really, I hate hops. So I think the fact that they made it pretty decent, I got to give them some, I got to give them credit. You get bonus points from the man who hates hops and thus has a stout podcast. Exactly. Exactly. When, when I judge stouts, I'm, I'm thinking about um, back in the day when you could not pause your uh, movie and that sort of thing, and you would sit on your couch and you would just pour a glass of beer you would have a stout that would sit you through the whole movie and you wouldn't have to hit the restroom several times but you had full flavor in your mouth this is that type of stout for me this is um yeah i could sit down for two or three hours and not have to i could just sip this and have full flavor and be full of full of hops and stout and yeah. movie yeah um and but you like you like ipas you like stouts or uh, you like hops I do. I do like hops, um, but I. It's not all about IPAs for me. It's not all about hops and uh, that. So I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm waffling between fair and good for me, and very good for what it promises. And if you like, if you like that mix of hops and stouts, then I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy this. But if you don't, then. Yeah. So, all right. Your thoughts? Excellent. Very good. Good. Fair. Poor. Cat. I just say a flat. Very good. Man. 
you know, it's interesting. If you were just to say, hey, here's a Russian Imperial Stout, try this. I'd be like, well, that's not exactly <laughs> what I signed up for. Um, so it's very typical of the brewery. And, you know, I'm finding it more interesting than loving it. Like, it's a really, it's making me think a lot. It's got a lot of layers. I'm catching a lot of nuances from it. But, you know, it's, I'd give it a good, it's a good beer. Yeah, um, it's drinkable. Yeah, no, it's, it's, well, it's more than drinkable. I think it's quite good, but, you know, it's just, if we're, if we're running the pantheon of stouts, this is just, you know, this is the, the unicorn blade dragon of, of, of stouts, I suppose. If there was a the hop. Or the blakehorn unidragon if of the, stouts. If there was a hop malt category, then this would probably be right up there. And now we've had a couple. We had one the last episode was pine. It promised lots of pine. Hmm. And so it threw lots of pine at you and lots of <laughs> hops. And it was, it was, eh. You know, but yeah, I'm not so, always looking right. for pine. All right, all right, rate this bad boy. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a good. All good, good, and very, very interesting. Excellent. All right, so we have a uh, a fan favorite, uh, a fairly well known uh, beer up next, Goose Island, 14 and a half percent. It's got no label on one side; it just has the Bourbon County uh, in embossed on the glass. And then on the back, it's a combination of black and gold um, and white. And it is, um, I mean, it just gets, I don't know if it's the standard or not, but it's its definitely. It's one of the more well-known national brands of the bourbon barrel-aged imperial stouts. Um, heavy distribution. Uh, they've. They've been expanding their brand a lot too. A lot of different ones. It used to be just the normal, hey, it's bourbon, it's a bourbon county style, and now they have a lot of varieties with different levels of different bourbons and things. Oh, that smells good. They, they have, oh, that's bourbon. They're they're Wrigleyville Brewery across the street from uh, from Wrigley Field is a, a, a hot spot of partying for drunk boys who are out on the town in Chicago. This will get some Cubs fans uh, messed up. Now I'm going to go see a Cubs game because I want to go to the after party. You, you know, in the first taste, it's super, super sweet. It's a lot sweeter than the, than the oh Guinness. Oh, that is so sweet. But I like it. I, yeah. But I like sweet stuff. I'm a... I think it's because of my naturally acerbic nature that I, I gravitate towards things that try to balance that, just to try to help the people around me cope. The, the yin and the yang in your mouth. Exactly. What's the ABV on that? 14.5, my friend. Okay, I taste that already. <laughs> it's a little bitter. It's, a, it's, it's that high that you, you start to get actual bona fide alcohol and not just the, the thought of... Of some of some booze, but I, you know what? It's I don't know how much of, of any of these. I mean, these are like for me. These are like four day beers. They really are. I mean, like if it's just me, I'm putting the cap back on that and like te and trying it again. You know, Thursday and Friday and Saturday, maybe the following Wednesday. 
Um, I know what you're talking about. I, I do that too. I, I have a bottle cap opener, you know, where I'm very careful it doesn't kink the bottle cap so much you can't snap it back on. And, and you know, I can't drink a whole bottle of these in a single night most of the time. But well, I if, get if, it and it's still fresh the next night. If you did, you're drinking five beers in one sitting, so you really got to sip. Yeah. Uh, this is why I have dozens and dozens of imperial stouts in my cellar at home because like they're great and they're high quality but it's like when am i gonna drink this i want to remember drinking it and so um it's a good one to share so thank you for sharing it it absolutely is a good one to share i'm gonna go first i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a very good it might be a little it might be a little too sweet just a touch, but man, it's it's right there. It's very good to excellent, I think. I mean, for what they're promising, you're able to enjoy it. It's not it's not like drinking gasoline. I, I gotta go very good, maybe even very good slash excellent. It's that's pretty good that's pretty good stuff. I'm not I'm I'm just trying to figure out what's what puts it above the Guinness though in my mind. And I'm not I'm not sure. I mean they're pretty they're pretty equal. But but this one seems to be a little it's a little more flavorful. It's so balanced, I think, you know. And, and yeah, I agree. I've had Goose Island many times, and like, this is one of my favorite stouts. And um, yeah, I would definitely be leaning towards excellence on this. All right, excellent is a grade we do not give out very often. I'm so not think it is excellent. I'm saying it's very close to excellent. It was just, I think it's basically what you're saying. You can give it whatever you want. I'm just saying, we we have given out, I think, six maybe excellence this year. I think we gave out about a dozen last year, and we've reviewed somewhere in the neighborhood of 130. So about one in ten. So if you want to give it an excellent, I'm, do- I'm down. My excellent, uh, the, um, uh, you know, Eclipse, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a variety of different ones. I forget which ones, but those were really one of my favorites. But man, they were expensive and, and hard to find. And those are among the ones that made the excellent list, actually, because we went up to 5050 Brewing and we did a podcast there on their uh, reveal party uh, night. They had us up and we were able to hang out. This is pretty close, in my opinion. Boston Steve's opinion. All right, so what are you going to give it? What's below accident? Very good. Very good. Very good plus plus. Very good slash excellent from Boston Steve. Dan? I'm giving this a very good. Um, this is a great beer. And again, it has a booziness to it, but you could, you could throw this down really easily, far too easily. Sweetness is nice. Um, there's a lot of balance to it. I think they're probably brewing this or uh, aging it in a better quality bourbon barrel than the Jim Beam or the Bullet that we had previously, which might explain a bit of why you're like, oh, why is that this one better? It's probably a better quality bourbon barrel. And these guys have been doing this for a while. So. Hey, uh, I'm dumping this out. I'm gonna pour a little more in because I really enjoy that. I was just gonna say a fantastic combination of of alcohol and uh, sweet drink is apple juice and Jim Beam. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Not that I know. Just I'll drink that. All right. 
Okay, I am absolutely going to have a burger when we're done with this, and we are down to our last, the Black Imperial, with Japanese writing on the front. Dan, how's your Japanese? Oh, uh, that would be not good. My Japanese is not written. It's something that, um, let me just not mention. So, yeah, so the name of this beer is Black. And everything about it is black. The label yeah. is black. The Japanese writing is white. Yeah. What do we know about it? Uh, it, it couldn't be any more black. Couldn't, none more black. Black, not blackish. Yeah. Black. All right. So it's a, this is a McKellar beer. And uh, McKellar is one of those brewers that travels around the world going to different breweries. So this one's made in De Proof in Belgium. So uh, generally all of his beers are collaborations. So this is a collaboration between McKellar and De Proof. Um, and it is 17.5% alcohol. <laughs> it comes in a green and you're bottle. you're saying this is Japanese? No, 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 no. It's Belgian with a Japanese label. To oh, a Japanese la label. Okay, I'm trying to figure that out. It's a green bottle. I've never seen a stout in a green bottle. Green bottles are cool. Uh, I have, and now all I have to do is figure out which one it was. Actually, that might be a lie. Never mind. That's a different bottle that my wife put up on top of the bar at home, and I don't know what's in it, but it's green and it mixed in with the others, and that's why I'm confused as we can, as we pour yeah. a sample. Very dark. I've ever seen in a green bottle, for sure. All right. Dan's looking at the label. I'm looking at the bubbles. Ooh, that smells pretty good. What is that? It smells, it smells like something. 17.5. Uh, holy, no wonder he only gave me like a quarter of an inch of it. Yeah, I'm keeping you, keeping you honest there, Thank you. I got oh, wow. Uber. I'm smelling, so I'm smelling wine and tasting gasoline. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm smelling serious fruit. It's got so much alcohol in it, though, it can't go, it can't go funky, can it? Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa! Smooth! Who needs maple syrup on pancakes when you can have this? Man, this is some high octane. What? Yeah, but is it? Is it good? It's not bad. <laughs> That's not an endorsement. <laughs> Damn, this is big. All right, we have, uh, I think we've met our match. This is so much different than the other five we had tonight. It's, it's hard to describe. It's too much. It's just too much alcohol. It's too busy, it's, it's been, I mean, I am getting, I am getting the high alcohol content like, like a, a stomach, you know, reflux thing right now. It is, it's just too much. And then the aftertaste. I'm not having that, but um, I know that uh, I can feel that like, no, you don't want more than a few sips of this Boston Steve. Well, the whole bottle, I mean, it's six beers in one. So if you have one of these, it's a six pack. So keep that in mind. Uh -huh. I, uh, I, you know, I've, uh, right now I'm looking at 
fair to pour. I'm Dan's looking up research to try to see if he can figure out what is in it and why, and why it might be doing what it is to our taste buds. Looks like it's getting an 87 on the app he's looking at, which is pretty high. You know, it's interesting. This is the first of these stouts that I'm just getting huge black licorice notes from. So, Bob, do you like black licorice? Not especially. Yeah, that might be a turnoff for somebody who's not a fan of that. I love black licorice, so this is working well for me. And I'm kind of scared because I'm saying, like, I better have a ride home because if I'm going to suck on this, if I'm going to drink this out of a stout out of a green bottle, I do not want to drive myself home. All right, bitter beer face. Dan's guy just appeared. One eye closed, one eye open, tongue out, head slightly askew with a scrunched up forehead. I may have misstated that. I may not have um, thought it through before I said it the way I did, but this no. is delicious in my opinion. All right, Boston Steve went back for more. I'm. Do we know what they're promising? Do we have any idea? Oh, uh, yeah, this is. Um... This is, is touted as, like, their biggest, baddest, wildest, weirdest. Like, this is supposed to be a superlative beer. Like, it is going to push the envelope on all of your expectations of what an Imperial Stout should be. That's what they're going for. And if that's what they're going for, mission accomplished, you crazy Dane. <laughs> I, you know what, I... I, I, it's it's too much. They've gone too, they've gone too far. They have gone too far to the point where I can't tell. It's a stout. They have gone beyond. They've gone. They've stepped over the line. They've crossed the streams. No. I, Carumba. I mean, I applaud the effort. But holy cow, it's it's not enjoyable. It's not. Flavorful, it's. I, I guess it's flavorful, but it's not a good flavor. It is full of flavor. I'm, I love I'm, the flavor. I'm, my thing is, I want to be home. I want my car locked up. I want my doors locked. And then I'll watch a movie or something and drink this. And the only place I'm going is to bed afterwards. If somebody breaks into your house, all you have to do is put a lighter in front of your face and breathe on them, and they will run away. I, I, I'm going to give it a fair. I don't think it's a pour, but it's it's not it's not it's definitely not for me. I think this is what they're going for. Um, it's not going to be my first choice, or second choice, or third choice, or fourth choice. Um, this is a big aggressive monster beer and I mean I'll give it a good to cut to the chase um, I mean really it's it's mission accomplished that's what he wanted to make and that's what he made all right we got a good we got a fair and I think we're gonna go up the ladder from Boston Steve you gotta he he gave a good and you gave a fair I'm gonna give a very good but it's not something you want to go out into town and drink. It's something you want to drink at home where you're not going anywhere for the rest of the night. Which is why Steve just poured himself a bit more. Yeah, because Uber's got my name on it tonight. Jeez. 
All right, folks, we're going to leave you with that. Holy cow, what an experiment. We had a couple of just really interesting, interesting beers. Dan? Yeah, so, Bob, uh, if you were going to pour yourself a second taste of any of these beers, is there one that you're, like, immediately drawn to? Or is there one that you're a little more curious about? Or, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking here? You, you know, I, I think the, for me, Bourbon County, I think, was the, was the cream of the crop. Uh, I think it had the uh, the best taste. Um, I did like the the Bravery Brewing Milk and the Guinness. I think they were all I think they were all tasty, and I would have a, another one. Um, the Clown Shoes. Um, I'm thinking I wasn't crazy about. Have I already forgotten? Because I've, I've already my mind's been yeah, erased by the Black Imperial. Clown Shoes has a the, lot of stouts, and some of them are better than others. I like the Young Dead something or other. I forget what it's called. That's like their best one. This one I've only tried a couple of times. What do you think of the poop rat? Yeah, not. Um, it's. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I'm. I'm. When you wake up in the morning and there's a girl you want to say you want to get rid of, hey, let's have some poop rat stuff for breakfast. You don't have to go through a lot of work to get rid of her. Maybe. Man, I don't you are know. A smooth operator. If she wants to stick around, man, maybe you gotta come up with another strategy. I don't know. If you want her to stick around, you serve in the Goose Island. <laughs> and on that, if you're thinking about gnawing off your own arm right now as you're listening to this, consider your options. Alright. For Boston Sea, for Dan Scott, I'm Bob Moffat. We're at the shack in Sacramento. This has been certainly a unique experience. We want to remind you, if no matter where you're listening to this, if you're on iTunes or you're on Google Playlist or you're on Stitcher or wherever, thank you for joining us. There's also a website. We have a beer list. We have a best of list. And then we also have those uh, connected to each one of the episodes so you can just click on it on the beer list and when you're at you know the, the local uh, establishment that's selling your alcohol you can figure out what you want to buy that day for Boston Seek for Dan Scott I'm Bob Moffat thank you for joining thank us you, Bob, on- uh, and I'm sorry if I said some uh, odd things but I'm very off-key Steve you know I'm probably better called off-key Steve than Boston Steve he's He's so thrown by the Black Imperial, he's now changed his own name. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Until next time on the Stoutcast.